Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to gather together to learn more about you and your word, Lord. We thank you for those that you have partnered with this ministry, Lord. We have thank you for those that have listened and continue to share with others and help spread the good news and the gospel. Lord, we thank you for who you are and that you're the God of America, Lord, that you're the God of this nation. You're the God of your people. And we thank you that we can rely on you and that you're always faithful and we can always find help in our time of need, Lord, and that you would answer when we truly call for you with our hearts, Lord. We thank you for the refreshing and the restoration that you bring to our spirits, Lord, that you bring to our lives, God. And we just thank you for your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are joyful to have you with us as we continue in our study in the book of Acts. So this morning we are again moving forward. We are in chapter 16, but we are going to cover verses 6 through 15. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Then they had come, after they had come to Mysia, they tried going to Bithynia. But the spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Tros. And a, vis- and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man, a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore sa- sailing from Tros, we ran a straight course to some. Samothrace, and the next day we came to Nepolis, and after, and then from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of. Thyateria, Mm. who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Okay. So there's a lot in there. As is our custom, we are opening the floor. To give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? Promise are you going? No, I have to look up a couple of things. Oh, all right. Well, I would. All right, Layla. I found it interesting that when uh, 
Paul, Silas, and at this moment, including Timothy, had come to uh, Philippi and they were talking to Lydia how it was a group of women that would gather by the riverside for prayer. And um, why it was important that she was a seller of purple, I'm not entirely sure, but I'll promise you have an answer for that. Usually, sellers of purple usually was meant for royalty. And if you were a seller of purple, usually that meant they were wealthy. Oh, look Amen. at you, sir. Amen. Well, thank you, Promise. You're welcome. But to be connected with them and um, the women or the group being ready to receive Paul, Silas, and Timothy and not going, oh, well, well you're a stranger. We don't really know you. You can't participate in this as we see uh, things that happen today. Like we um, create our own little groups and cliques and go, well, you can't come in here for x y and z and the lord was reminding me that we had that i have to watch for that that we as people need to be cautious of that because the devil slips that in very subtly and you if you're not paying attention you're not going to notice it and you will begin to indulge that and create a, a larger rift and divide between the people you're supposed to be uniting or the lord is trying to bring for you to help learn about him and grow spiritually but instead, you're driving them away because you think you have a, a better idea or they should be acting or doing a certain thing. And that's not what the Lord said. Amen. Human, humanity, self-righteousness often creates an avenue for the adversary. And we talk about that often. He doesn't take a day off on the technicality because mm-hmm. you go, I don't know. Or I didn't think about it like that. The adversary will still use it to steal, kill, and destroy. And sadly, um, you know, that, that nature that comes within our flesh that wants to make ourselves bigger, higher, or better than someone else or wants us to um, create reasons to diminish or lower others, it can be hurtful. And, you know, as, as believers... One one of the beautiful things about the Lord, which I absolutely love about him, is that he works us in his grace. He works us to the place that we're not doing doing those things to one another. And even when we do make a mistake, he's able to put it back together. He's able to correct it. He's able to keep us moving forward like we saw him do with Paul and Barnabas or Paul and Mark later. I mean, Paul and Mark specifically, we saw that in uh, Colossians that they had reconciliation and it's better not to have the issue, right? Then that's not something we can accomplish in our flesh, but what the Lord wants is for us not to ignore his spiritual prompting in the moment and give into the flesh. That way we use the flesh to create trouble and the adversary then has a a way in to, um, you know, do what he does because that's his nature. So I, I, I definitely appreciate that. And, you know, the significance of her, selling purple, like you said, promise having Lydia being a wealthy woman and not about, not because it was her wealth, but he was just saying that even, uh, do you guys remember when the Lord said how hard it is for rich man, but that included women Mm -hmm. to enter the kingdom, to enter the kingdom. Why? Because their trust was more so in their riches or in a myriad of other things or their Mm -hmm. focus. It was seeking something else. It was harder than that for a camel to go through the eye of a needle which are like, that's all but impossible. Like, how does that happen? Unless you cut them up in little pieces and stick it through. Um, 
right. So it it just you know, <laughs> it, it it's really something that's well, difficult. Well, there's there's the other aspect. So in in a gate, there's um, especially at night, there's a a smaller door. Mm-hmm, the shorter door. Right. The four like camels would have to essentially duck and all but like crawl into to get into the city. So clearly it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And I was referencing a sewing. Yeah, I know what like you meant. Sew. Yes. So I just <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> giving both aspects, that, yeah. you know, are natural just, you know, as we would consider it today. But then mm-hmm. also historically, this, this is what it was referencing. Amen. Either way, it was difficult. Amen. Thank you, honey. Um, and that the ladies were there praying. Mm-hmm. And that's who they went to talk to. So the Lord said, don't go over here where you're thinking you're going to go. Go to this place and ended up finding the women there. Mm-hmm. that were seeking the Lord. And they became of great assistance and tool for the ministry that Paul would have. Um, and just like their women were a, a big part of, of Jesus's ministry when he was in the earth, supporting him and helping him and fulfilling whatever role God gave them to do, which is, you know, something that we should all be looking for and not going, well, I'm a woman, I can't do that. Or, you know what I mean? I'm a man, I can't do that. We're not talking about violating the Lord, but we're mm-hmm. saying the the call for ministry, the call just to obey whatever God is saying to us and see it with the same value and esteem that he does. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Um, Mommy hinted at what I was going to refer to about how they did not go to the... Traditionally, if we look at their habits and patterns, the Paul had been going to... On the Sabbath, he'd been going to the synagogue and preaching uh-huh. there. But this time, he was directed by the Lord, first of all, not to go to the places he thought he was going to go, mm-hmm. but to go to um, somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. If we look at a map, um, in the back of my Bible, at least mine has a map. Mm-hmm. Let me finish flipping there. Okay. And we see... Where he was trying to go. So right in between here, there's um, Thrace and then there's Bithynia and Pontus. He had to traverse multiple continents to get over here and go by ship in order to finally get over to where he was supposed to be. And how the Lord just showed me here was that the exact reasons why he didn't have Paul go at that time are not known to me. But there was a divine purpose that the Lord was working in taking Paul to um, Macedonia at this point. It wasn't just because they thought it was a new place to go explore and go see, but they were directly led by the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it also shows Paul's willingness to turn aside from what he thought and what he considered to be right to do what the Lord told him was right. Mm-hmm. Meaning that if we look at here, obviously he wanted to go in one direction, but when the Lord told him, no, I want you to go over here, he didn't try to argue and say, you know, Lord, after I finish my journey, I can just cut across this continent and I'll be right there. It'll be extra quick, Lord, I can promise that one. Or I'll go do what you want after I finish doing what I want. Or pull a Balaam, if it pleases you, <laughs> Lord, if it displeases you, well, I'll go over here to Philippi, I suppose. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But he went instantly and without arguing or trying to persuade, dissuade the Lord, I should say. Amen. Mm-hmm. Seeing your own self there, son, are you? No. <laughs> That's all of us. Yes. That's all of us. Well, I see myself. Well, let's, let's look at that. If, you're, if you look at a map at Paul's second missionary journey, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in what current day would be Turkey. 
Okay. And all these places, Cilicia and all the places that he was mentioned previously are, are essentially really going from a east to west um, trajectory. Trajectory, yes. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the map, Asia, which is the westernmost part of what, what it would be modern day Turkey, would just be the natural progression. Okay, we gotta go. We have to go there. Mm-hmm. Where the Lord's like, no, 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 go over here instead. And it's it's interesting on a number of different levels because clearly there's the, the element of, as you pointed out, honey, honey, taking away our natural mindset of, okay, well, this is just the next place. I'm just moving mm-hmm. over and mm-hmm. instead of going where the Lord has sent us. But there's also the element and aspect of even in the vision that he received, it was a man that was calling out. Mm-hmm. But here he is ministering to women. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, but either way, the Lord is moving. And we're, we're not done in Philippi. Mm-hmm. Who, who exactly the man is, or the Lord knows how to communicate to his children mm-hmm. to give them the opportunity to come into alignment with his mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. And that's for all of us. It's something that we all have to recognize. Not just to look for a certain, well, I had a dream about this, so I'm just looking for the one certain thing, but to just be, uh, I'll say, if I like a better way to phrase it, fluid in the moment with the Lord, pliable, able to allow him to direct you, to lead you, mm-hmm. if you will, in what he wants it to look like and wants you to do, not what we have envisioned in, of our, in and of ourselves or our own perspective and perception of what we think it should look like. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Absolutely. Taking the time to hear from God how he wants you to do his will. Exactly. It's amazing how many times I've been like, shh, shh, be quiet, God. I'm doing your will. You know, like, and he had to teach me that not to, not to engage with him like that because that's disobedience. Mm -hmm. Well, well, even the language used here in verse six, right? They were, it wasn't just suggested or told by the Holy Spirit. They were forbidden. Mm-hmm. Do not go there. Mm-hmm. But how many times have we just taken the word of the Lord? And this, this is for everybody. You know, we in our own lives taken the word of the Lord and said, "Oh, that's that's a nice suggestion." Mm-hmm. Right? Like thinking the Lord is making a suggestion to us. Right. Where look at all the way back in in the garden with Adam and woman. Right. Do not eat of the fruit of this tree. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was oh yes. Well, that that's a commandment. Mm-hmm. But how many times has the Lord commanded us in something, don't go there or go do that? Mm-hmm. And we're like, um, well, it sounds nice, but no, I don't really want to do that or I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is sin because it's disobedience and it's opposition to the Lord. Amen. So understanding that. Uh, but I love how it, it just used just very plainly. They were forbidden. Like, so in other, the command aspect of the Lord. Yep. I may ask you to do something or ask you to not do something, but mm-hmm. recognizing it's a command. Amen. Anything the Lord says is... <laughs> it's a command. <laughs> Amen. He's serious about it. Because he's God. I do. And I think it's interesting here that it's almost like God has a release plan for mm-hmm. the gospel. And we saw with Jesus' earthly ministry, he was um, physically, you know, like his main portion was Israel. Right. And other people would come over from different countries, but that that was his main main place that he ministered. Mm-hmm. And he saved things for his apostles to do. 
and they had their own places that they were supposed to minister the gospel. And then it was like the Lord saved places for Paul. Like he wanted Paul to minister there and he left him for that. But then clearly he didn't want Paul just to go anywhere and everywhere, but he reserved that for someone else to carry the word of the gospel to them. Because remember the, the Lord said that before this, this, the world ends before the, everything is wrapped mm-hmm. up. The word is going to be preached to every corner. Well, because God has a timeline that he's working in his grand plan, just like Christ didn't come the day after Adam and Eve sinned or that evening when they sinned, Christ didn't get on the cross and die. Mm-hmm. But at the appointed time, he came into the earth. Likewise, the Lord has appointed a time for the word and the gospel to be preached in different areas to give time for the other regions and the other areas to come to Christ and all the other things that he has divinely orchestrated that will be carried out to be completed and done so that everything is done in its own time. But it's, it's really interesting. Like God clearly wanted the word preached in Asia because he already told us it's going to go to everywhere on the earth Mm -hmm. to every creature, but not letting it all be done in 15 minutes as far as Paul could walk or, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then he's busy spreading it, but none of it actually gets cultivated to grow as well. Um, If he had just thrown a seed down and then took off, to another place and all he had time to do was just throw seeds in the ground and never cultivate those seeds or water them teach them educate the people and all those kind of things much would have been lost but also that wasn't the timing that god had either well and there's there's another aspect right there's while the lord is using paul to plant seeds and, and to cultivate them mm-hmm. um what will bring up ephesians um and, and asia right in Asia is Ephesus. That's where Ephesus is located. And of course, there's the epistle to the Ephesians, right? So that's yes. who he's writing to. And that epistle is clearly used by many, many, I'll say churches, as the, this is the standard, this is what it should look like mm-hmm. when the body is functioning. Well, Paul goes there, he does eventually go on his second and third missionary journeys, but many of those same things that, and this is the point I'm making, with while the Lord is using Paul to, to sow and to cultivate, mm-hmm. he's also teaching and cultivating those things in Paul. Because, yes, while Paul writes all this, you know, I'll say incredible um, blueprint, if you will, for what the church should look like mm-hmm. in Ephesians, he references many of those same things, I'll say at the end, when he's writing the book of Romans, because mm-hmm. he's in Rome. So it has had time to um, get further, deeper into his spirit, if you will, mm-hmm. and you know, ponder mm-hmm. those things with the Lord, mm-hmm. or pontificate <laughs> those things it. with the Lord. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use big words sometimes, right? Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, just to have that time to process through the Lord and have and allow the the Holy Spirit to minister to Him, and of course Romans is, you know, I mean all of the Word is incredible, Amen. but Romans is also held by many to be this very high book of what we should aspire to and and level of depth and understanding that comes out. But if you look at all the other epistles that Paul wrote. You see the a build up, as it were. He learned 
Exactly. Each and as we place. still are today. Amen. He learned and he grew and he matured. And the things that were just like, okay, Lord, I heard you understand this became, I know why you said this. Mm-hmm. I know what you said and I know why you said it and I know how to apply it and how to teach others to, to walk in it and apply understand it well. and apply it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, in the natural, sometimes when God talks with us, we think, but if I don't do it now, Lord, it's never going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? If I don't hurry up and that, that's really the adversary talking, but God has a divine plan for everything. That goes back to what we were saying in, in previous episodes, even about Moses, right? Like understanding, oh, this is my calling. And I'm, you know, the Lord has called, yeah, called Moses as a deliverer, even though it's the Lord doing the work. Mm-hmm. But when Moses tried to do it in the flesh, well, clearly it led to more problems, both for Mm -hmm. himself and his people. Amen. So understanding that and how it's supposed to look, our relationship with the Lord and how much we must depend on his word and just follow his plan, come into alignment with it and follow it because he knows. And he knows all the the minutia, the minuscule reasons why we, we need to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. We don't always understand or see the the greater impact or or how just having something off by just a hair mm-hmm. would be detrimental. We don't mm-hmm. always see that, but the Lord knows long before and he's already planned it out. Mm-hmm. So just come into alignment with his plan. Trust his plan, it's good. And it'll work. And he's faithful mm-hmm. to uphold his word. Amen. And he does it be- above his very name. Amen. So so be encouraged with that. And let's pause there for today. Mm-hmm. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, well, just thank you for today. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to be part of your plan, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your word, Lord, and just allowing us to understand it, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.